Hey guys, how's it going? This is Josue Salcedo, youth pastor of Remnant Youth here at King Jesus Ministry. This is the Remnant Youth Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in with us today. And if you're looking for something that speaks louder than your situation and you want to know what God is saying now, then this message is for you. What is revival? The word revival literally means to bring back to life. Say with me, bring back to life. So what does revival mean? Revival means to bring back to life. What does that mean? Revival means to bring back to life. What does that mean? Well, if something has to be brought to life, it's because it was dead. So when something is revived, that means that something comes back to life. In other words, what was lost, you now have. And what died is now alive. So what is revival? The first definition of revival is to bring something back to life. Question, is there anything in your life right now that has died and needs to come back to life? Is there anything in your life that maybe you lost and you're believing God to revive it and bring it back to life and bring it back into your life? Can I get an amen? So... When we speak about revival, the re in revival, say with me, re. The re in revival literally means this. It represents to go back to the original intent. So revival means to bring back something to life, and it also means to take something and bring it back to its original intent. In other words, to go back to what was originally destined for it to be. So when we think about revival, and when we talk about revival, we're talking about resurrection. We're talking about something literally coming back to life that was dead or that was dormant. And we're also talking about getting something or getting someone and bringing them back, aligning them back to what they were originally intended to do or be here on earth. Can I get an amen? And the word revival comes from the root word revive. And what the word revive means is to go back to have life again. Is there any area in your life where you say, Pastor, I need to be revived because I'm just not the same in that area. I'm just not as passionate as I used to be. I'm just not on fire as I used to be. I'm just not as wise or as prayerful as I used to be. And tonight, you find yourself here saying, I must be revived. Is there anybody here tonight that you say something in my life? I know a thing or two in my life that needs to come back to life. I know a thing or two that I lost, that the devil done stole from me, that I needed to come back to my life. Is there anybody that's in need of a revival here tonight? Is there anybody that needs to be repositioned? Is there anybody here that needs to be repositioned, realigned? Maybe your life is not going the way that God intended it to go. Maybe you live in a lie. Maybe you live in a lifestyle that God never called you. He never created you to live to begin with. And today you say, I need revival. Is there anybody here? Okay. 
So three meanings of revival. Number one, to bring back to life. Number two, to bring back to the original intent or originally destined to be. That is so powerful. And I pray that I have a moment to just preach on that. And number three, to go back to life again. Is there anyone that's in need of life? Okay, go with me to Psalms 85 verse 6. Psalms verse Chapter 85, verse 6, and we're going to read from the New King James Version. Or we can just leave it there. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? If you can put the, tr the Passion Translation for me. So will you not revive us again? Well, question, why would God's people, why would people in the Bible need to be revived again. It means they had an encounter at one point. It means that they were on fire at one point. It means that they were committed at one point. It means that they were serving with all their heart at one point. It means that they were living in holiness at one point. It may mean that they were fully delivered at one point. It may mean that they never had an issue at one point. But then in their relationship with God, in their walk with God, being committed, serving with all their heart, going to house of peace, coming here on a Friday night, they got to a place in their life where now their prayer was and is, God, won't you revive me once again? Won't you encounter me once again? Won't you deliver me once again? Oh God, won't you use me? Won't you set me ablaze and set me on fire once again? Is there anybody here tonight that can recognize an area in their life, in their character or in their walk with God that must come back to life tonight because if you haven't gotten it by now that's why God brought you here he brought you here to revive some commitment he brought you here to revive your heart for him your passion for the things of God maybe you strolled in here tonight and you thought that going to a Friday night service was enough it's not enough God wants to revive you and he wants to revive all of you. He, oh man, I came tonight to tell somebody, God wants to revive your passion. God wants to revive your family. God wants to revive your finances. This is the year of redemption because with redemption comes revival. The, the passion translation, look what it says. Revive us again, oh God. I know you will. Give us a fresh start. Is there anybody that needs a fresh start tonight? Is there anybody that you say, I need a fresh start? As a mentor, as a leader, as an evangelist, as a son of God, as a worshiper, as a praiser, I need a fresh start. Does your character need a fresh start? Does your holiness need a fresh start? Does your commitment need a fresh start? Does your prayer life need a fresh start? Come on, somebody. Holla, I need to be revived. And if we can go to the new life version, I want you to really get the feel for this verse. The NLV, new life version. I'll read it to you while they put it in the screen. Will you not bring us back to life again? Will you not bring us back to life again? so that your people may be happy in you. 
Did you see how that translation spoke the verse? Revival is to bring something back to life. The prayer is, God, there's something in my life that must resurrect. There's something in my life. There's something, oh man, there's something about my passion that must resurrect. There's a difference. I, I remember how passionate I was at Walmart. I, I remember how passionate I was in the streets when it came to evangelism. I remember how passionate I was for House of Peace and 5 a.m. prayer. And I remember how passionate I was about this church and coming to King Jesus. But today, oh God, I recognize that something in me needs to come back to life. Something about my prayer life must come to life. Can, can I tell you something? It would be a shame for you to be here tonight and not recognize something about God in your life that needs a resurrection. It'd be a shame if you couldn't find an area in your life that you say, man, I need more fire. I need more passion. You know what's one of the purposes of tonight? Tonight's message is God trying to tell you, you're not on fire as I would want you to be. You're not as passionate as maybe you want to be. And tonight I want to speak to all the young folk here that say, Pastor, you preach to me tonight because I want to outpassion myself. I want to be more passionate. And God knows that that's my prayer. Is there anybody here that you've been praying for a week, for a month? God, I need to be more committed. Make me committed. Is there anybody in the threshold? Is there anybody that you pray like that at home. God, I'm not as passionate as I want to be. You know what you praying? Psalms 85, 86. Oh God, revive me. Oh God, make me come alive again. Make my worship. You know what God is going to do? He's going to make your worship come to life tonight. He's going to make your praise come to life. He's going to make your interest in God come to life. If you were waiting for the moment for God to revive that fire, it's tonight. Question, what have you lost? What have you lost? And what has died? Two questions that I ask. What have you lost? And what has died in you? Revival comes to restore that life. And all that is dead and all that you've lost. You know why revival is necessary? Because without revival, God's people will die. Without revival, God's people will remain dead. Without you and I being revived, there's no telling how long we'll last. There's no telling how long we'll walk. But glory to God that we serve the God of revival. Revival is to bring back your prayer life into original intent. It's to get you to live the way God destined you to live. And can I tell you something? 
And I feel like preaching right now. Can I tell you, we're just going to start dropping bars right now. Eight minutes into the preaching. You know why God can revive you? Let me go over here. You know why God can revive you? Let me speak here to the middle. You know why God can revive you? Because he revived himself. You know why God can revive you? Because he, res he resurrected himself. He resurrected himself from the death. He revived himself. And if God was able to revive himself, I got good news for somebody here tonight. There is no prayer life that he can't restore. There is no commitment that he can't resurrect. If he rose himself from the grave, if God raised God from the death, then and he can revive anything that you need him to revive tonight. Pastor, but you don't understand my struggle. Pastor, you don't understand this. You don't understand that. No, you need to understand that the God of revival can resurrect anything you need him to resurrect in your life tonight. Because he himself revived himself. He resurrected himself. Let me give you an example of what revival looks like. Let's go to Luke chapter 15, verse, verse 11. Jesus continued and started telling a story. There was a man who had two sons. How many sons? All right, 12. Let's keep going. We're going to go all the way to verse... 24. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of estate. If we can switch it to the Passion Translation, I'll appreciate it. So he divided his property between them, verse 13. How many of you have ever read the prodigal son story? Okay. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. Another translation says... Well, let's just stick to this one. He went to go see the world. What did he want to go do? Pastor, what do you mean the world? I'm talking about clubs. I'm talking about strip clubs. I'm talking about sex. I'm talking about alcohol. I'm talking about drugs. I'm talking about the world. He went to the world. And he journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of, a, in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. Another translation says, there he spent all he had on wild and foolish living. Verse 14, with everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry. What did he grow? Hungry. If you think the world will satisfy, the world's not going to satisfy you. It'll just leave you hungry. It will just leave you down low and listen, let's keep reading. For there was a severe famine in that land. There's a severe famine in the world. Let's keep going. Okay, so he begged the farmer in that country to hire him. He's a beggar now. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the who? The pigs. Verse 16. The son was so famished that he was willing to eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. He ended up eating with pigs, and he ended up eating a pig's meal. 
the son humiliated. Have you ever felt humiliated? Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing and he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home to my father's house. You know what God is telling you tonight? He's telling you and I, just come back home. He's telling you, come back home with the commitment. Come back home with whatever area you need to be revived in. I want to go back home to my father's house and I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong and I have sinned against you. Question. Have you ever thought to yourself a full-blown conversation of what you will say because you messed up pretty bad? That's what was happening with him right now. He's like, man, I'm going to just go home and talk to my dad. I'm going to say this, and he will probably say that, so I'll say this. And so I'm going to go and do it. Verse 19, I'll never be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. So this is his compelling argument that he's about to tell his father. So the young son set off for home. He already knows what he's going to say. From a long distance away, his father saw him. His father saw him dressed as a beggar and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. Oh, my God, that makes me want to cry. And great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him. He swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, and kissed him over and over with tender love. How many of you know that that's redemption? Okay, let's keep going. Then the son said, Father, his compelling argument, here it comes. Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me. And the father stopped him. And what did the father say? Son, you're home now. Keep going. Turning to his servants, the father said, quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe. And I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put him on his finger and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Somebody holler redemption. Verse 23. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. Verse 24. You want to see how revival looks like? For this beloved son of mine was once dead, but now he's what? He's alive again. Once he was lost, but now he's found. And everyone celebrated 
with overflowing joy. I'm going to preach to you for the next five minutes right here, right now at Remnant Youth. Maybe you find yourself in a pig's pen today. Maybe you find yourself not wanting to live life. Maybe you find yourself here today because of your circumstances, because of the decisions that you've made. You don't even want to live life anymore. Maybe you in the pig's pen and you don't even have hope for yourself. You don't even dare to dream no more because of the condition that you're in. But can I tell somebody tonight, don't talk to me about your condition. Let me talk to you about the God of revival. Don't talk to me about your condition. I don't need to know about it. Let me talk to you about his power of resurrection because it doesn't matter where you ended up. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made. There is redemption and there is revival. The devil is a liar trying to tell you and convince you that God can't use you no more. He can use you the way he used you and he can use you in ways you've never even thought him use you. Somebody holler, revive me, God. I came tonight to tell somebody The God of revival is here tonight to revive you, to resurrect you, to give life back to you. Whatever it was that you lost, it doesn't matter. You lost your reputation, he'll give it back. You lost your virginity, he'll give it back. He gave it back to me. Doesn't matter what you've lost. Pastor, I lost my passion for God. I'm more interested in Netflix than I am of God. I'm more interested in social media and Instagram. I'm more interested in getting followers than following God. I'm more interested in my friends than I am of God. Tonight, the God of revival is here to resurrect you. And that's what he is God of revival of. Pastor, what is God revival of? He's revival of what you lost. What is God of the revival of? He is God of revival of what has died in you, in me. He is the God of revival, listen to this, of the life you've never lived. And he will revive you back. There's people here tonight, you find yourself living a lie. You find yourself living for things and for people that you were never meant to live for. And that's why you're depressed. And that's why you're going through so much stuff. Why? You haven't tasted yet the meaning of your life. You haven't tasted yet why you were born here on earth. You haven't tasted. You think you've tasted and tried, but that's why you're still unsatisfied. He is the God of revival of the life you've never lived. He's the God of revival of the life that perhaps you miss. Maybe you miss being passionate. Maybe you miss praying. Maybe you miss winning souls. He is the God of the life you were meant to live. 
and the life that you've yet to encounter. I want to close tonight by saying this. There is a difference between an outpouring and a revival. Pastor, what's the difference? The difference between an outpouring and a revival, write this down if you're taking notes. An outpouring of the Spirit comes from above. It comes from heaven. A revival comes from the heart. An outpouring is external, but a revival is internal. You know why? <laughs> write this down. An outpouring may last forever. Sorry. An outpouring may not last forever, but a revival can. I'm going to say that one more time. An outpouring might not last forever. We've heard of many outpourings. We've heard of the Azusa Street outpouring. It's called revival, but it was really an outpouring. We've heard of the Toronto outpourings, the Argentina outpourings, where God literally broke and permeated earth and began to release signs and wonders. Pastor, do we want that? I don't know about you, but I want that. I want to see signs that make me wonder. I want to see wonders. I want to see creative miracles. I want to see an outpouring. I want to see the outpouring that they saw in the book of Acts. We want that. But what good is it for you to be in the midst of an outpouring and you still haven't changed? What good is it? Listen to me, young people. I'm about to close right now. And the Spirit of God is going to invade this place. What good is it for you to be in the midst of miracles, for you to be in the midst of wonders and signs and all kinds of crazy things happening, angelic ministering and all, these, all this craziness that we want, we long for, and we're going to see it. Can I get an amen? But what good is it if your heart is never transformed? You see, there's a difference between an outpouring and a revival. An outpouring can come to a city, it can come to a church, to a people, to a body. But a revival, a revival can only come to you. A revival starts in the heart. It's been 14 years that I've been living a revival. This is the Josue David Salcedo revival. And tonight, like many of you, I find myself in places in my walk with God, in my relationship with God, where I pray the same prayer. Oh God, revive me. Oh God, revive me. I need to be revived once again. Because what you trusted me with, what you gave me, I lost it. That passion, that hunger, that fire, I lost it and I want it back. And you know what God is saying? I'm the God of that revival. I'm the God of whatever you need. I'm the God of whatever you need revived in the inside of you. I'm the God 
of whatever you need to be revived outside of you. I'm the God of revival for your family. I'm the God of revival for your finances. I'm the God of revival of your commitment. If your commitment is in need of revival, I am the God of revival of that. You know what God is telling you, Remnant Youth? I am the God of your revival. I am the God of the revival of your heart, of the revival of your life. God is telling somebody tonight, I am the God of revival of your finances, of your career. I am the God of revival of your strength. I am the God of your revival. And if you want me to revive you, all you got to do is pray on God. Revive me. Can I tell you something and I close with this? You know where this series name came about a young girl dm me on instagram she said yo pastor check out this blog and when i opened the blog it was titled my revival and when i saw that god spoke to me and told me there's there's, there's your new series right there there you are listen and when i started reading her blog I was filled and moved with compassion and I was moved by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I understood something and that's the revelation tonight. You know what's the greatest revival of them all? You know what's the greatest revival of them all? Your revival. Your revival. I was speaking to Andres the other day and I told him, you can speak to my mom about Azusa Street and you can speak to my mom about the Wales Revival and you can speak to my mom about all these things and if you were to ask my mom, what revival would you have wished for it had taken part of the course of history, the Wales Revival or your son's revival? You know what she will tell you? I'm amazed and I stand in awe of all the wonderful things that happen in the Zeus Street. But I give God glory for my son's revival. I came tonight to tell you there is no revival like your revival. There's no revival that can compare to your personal transformation, to your personal deliverance. If you want to see a revival, tell God I want to see my revival, the revival of my heart. The revival where you change me, where you transform me. I want to tell somebody the greatest revival of them all is your revival. I don't care where you stand. I don't care your condition because I know that God is the God of your revival. And tomorrow you won't be the same. Can I prophesy over someone? It doesn't matter what condition you're facing. Tomorrow the God of revival will take a hold of your circumstance and you will be set free, delivered, healed, transformed. You will be used mightily with his power. Somebody out and tell God, God, revive! I see. The presence of God is here. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, revive us. Revive us as a generation. Revive us as a youth. Revive us as young adults. 
Revive us as a church. Oh God, revive our passion. Our passion for you, oh God. Revive our commitment. God, revive us. We want a revival. Will you revive us once again? Will you set us ablaze once again? Will you set us on fire, on fire once again? Oh God of revival, won't you revive Remnant Youth? Oh God of revival, won't you revive King Jesus? Oh God of revival, won't you revive us? Quickly, I want you to begin to ask God to revive the areas in your life. That you need to be revived. That you need to resurrect. You know the areas that you need Him to resurrect. Quickly, quickly, quickly. God is reviving people tonight. God is reviving dreams. God is redeeming praise. He's reviving callings. He's reviving purpose. He's reviving passion. He's reviving creativity. He's reviving. He's reviving many of you. He's reviving your heart to serve, your heart to commit. He's reviving many of you. He's reviving you for someone else's revival. He's reviving you to bring revival to your family, revival to this church, revival to this city. The God of revival is here. And he's reviving dreams. He's reviving anointing. He's reviving purity. He's reviving holiness. He's reviving anointing and glory. He's reviving power and authority. He's reviving the gifts of the Spirit. He's reviving the prophetic in you. He's, re he's reviving evangelism in you. He's reviving His love in you. He's reviving your desperation, your commitment. He's reviving you tonight. Father, we thank you. Right there where you're at, receive it. Receive the spirit of revival. At the count of three, Holy Spirit, I ask you to resurrect us. I ask you to resurrect our praise, resurrect our worship, May the power of your resurrection fall and be released all throughout this place, all over this place, all over the young people. At the count of three, revive our prayer life, revive our commitment, revive our passion, our holiness, revive our sacrifice. Are you ready? Are you ready to be revived? One. Your house of peace will be revived. Your disciples will be revived. Your leadership, your mentorship, 
will be revived. Creativity will revive. Hey! Your encounter will revive. My God, something is happening. I prophesy over remnant youth. We are going back to original intent. Who God intended us to be here in our city and in this world. I declare and I decree and I establish. Oh God of revival, revive remnant youth. Back to life. Resurrect us. Bring us back to original intent. And who you originally predestined us to be. Here in our city and in the four corners of this earth. And I prophesy over you. Oh, God of revival, revive this generation. Revive me. Revive my wife. Revive our leaders. And revive every single young person that's here tonight. And those who are watching online. Oh, God of revival. Bring them back to life. Every area that they've presented before you. Every area that they've prayed. Oh God of revival. Revive them. Resurrect them. Resurrect in them. And align them. Bring them back to original intent. One. Two. is happening. Are you ready to be revived? Are you ready for personal revival? Are you ready for an outpouring? Grab the person's hand next to you. Quickly. One. for joining us today and a special shout out to those who follow us on a weekly basis. If you love what you heard, hit the subscribe button and follow us at Remnant Youth on Instagram and YouTube. God bless you. We love you.